Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! Bicycles, tricycles, ice cream, candy, lollipops, popsicles, licorice sticks, Solomon, brandy, raggedy, Andy, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, home free. This week, a return to pseudo-celebrity top fives with Matt Walsh and Jimmy Pardo. We reveal ourselves, bumps and all, and we investigate the appeal of sex in the city. Let's go. Welcome to Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. What is this, episode six, seven? Seven, I believe. This is episode seven of Jordan, Jesse, Go. Last week, a banner week for the program. Everything coming together. Full circle. All the pieces enmeshing. Marketing synergy. We're building a new paradigm. And that paradigm is excellence. We're inside, by the way. We're, we, every week we, we do the intro segment from a different place live. We record it live. We're at, an, we're at a cattle auction. I think that this, this will really help our listenership in the heartland. This is, you know this what is this like is? This is like a down-home place to be. This is blue-collar comedy right here. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Get uh, it done, you all. <laughs> Good one, Jordan. You really ap- appeal to the flyover. I know states. where I know where they're coming from. Hey, wait. Are you a blue stater or a red stater? What? Oh, do you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where that was going. So anyway, a good show last week. A lot of things coming together. More, more and more people starting to call the line, participate in the program, post on the forums. We have a, a Flickr group now. One of the things we did last week was we did this survey. Should we talk more or less about our personal lives? This is the results of, of the survey. Uh, 6% said less. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no, uh, no. The same 34%. Uh, but the clear winner was more with 59.4%. So we're going to have some more personal content in this program. Okay. Here's an example of the personal content we're going to have in this show. Uh, the second question in that self-same survey, who's sadder, Jesse or Jordan? Um, and I hate to say it, but I was the clear winner. I was the, It was neck and Wait, neck there for a while. by when do you mean lose? <laughs> exactly. 60%. Wow. Half again as many people think I'm sadder than think you're sadder. <laughs> Looks like I have an electoral mandate. I talked to us, uh, a Jordan Jesse Go listener named uh, Ian last night at a show, and he told me he thought it was clearly you. Right. Because while it's sad that um, I don't have a job and I just sit around the house all day, it's sadder that your greatest joy in life is your Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I do have love in my life. I have romantic love in sure. my life. Um, we both have the support of a relatively good, albeit somewhat crazy family. Right. Um, but I, I clearly, I'm sadder. I, I don't, I'm, hmm. you know, the question for me is why, why am I sadder? You know, maybe it sounds like you're having more fun. Maybe it's because I'm a professional podcaster. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know what's... I don't know. It's hard to say. This could go both ways. I mean, what's sadder? A guy who does podcasts primarily. It's his primary uh-huh. thing that he does. Or a guy that sits in on the podcast of a guy who does primarily pod, Like, is that who's points the, against me or is that points against you? Who's just who's just uh, the close friend of the podcaster? <laughs> right, exactly. Who's like, agreed that he'll, that he'll support it? Or the, or the guy who... Maybe people think I'm sad because I live here in Los Angeles, a city that so far I kind of hate. Right, yeah. Maybe that's, that's true. That does make me a little sad, actually. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm sad because, you know, maybe, I don't know, my girlfriend has to study for law school all the time. Yeah, well... God, this segment's really starting to make me feel sad. Man. Maybe... Let's not even do a radio show anymore. Jordan, what, what? about this instead? Okay. Maybe they just thought, you know, those two guys aren't very sad. Yeah, and what? And... But Jesse but is the sadder of the two. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either of us are, you know, are inordinately sad. Inordinately sad, yeah. But I mean, I think, I think sadness is a factor in the things that we do i mean it it drives us in certain directions what direction does sadness drive you jordan uh you know just like you know weird you know just doing (laughs) doing stuff what kind of thing so do you are do you do stuff out of a fear of being more sad yeah like i'll try and do something because i think it'll make me less sad 
some, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've thought about joining some kind of club. <laughs> yeah. To make me less sad. I, that's a good action item for people out there. Do you have any idea what kind of club I could join? Yeah. I'd really like to join a club, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not really an athletics enthusiast. What about one of those like adult kickball leagues? I mean, it sounds a little ass clowny. It sounds like yeah. the joining an adult kickball league is the act of someone who like really likes Family Guy or something like that. But on the other hand, I mean, kickball's really fun. You know, yeah, kickball is pretty. It's fun. one of those things that kind of toes that new sincerity line. Yeah, Maybe. it really is. That's one of those things that, that leaves and kind of opens a question. Well, the kickball league is possible. Yeah. You know, I wish there was such a thing as a Qzar league. <laughs> what, what is that? Qzar is like laser tag. Oh. Yeah. Is that sadder? <laughs> no, that's sadder than kickball. Oh, jeez. Because that would happen indoors. You know, I went to uh, Qzar Stadium. I think it's called. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> arena. It's called a Qzar Arena with my girlfriend's uh, little brother who, uh, this was maybe a year ago, he was 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the bathroom of the Qzar Arena in Northern California, gang graffiti. Nice. They're just warming up. Right, yeah, just practice, yeah. You know, they're just working on, they're working on their moves. Yeah, they're gun moves. There's also, by the way, murder moves in gangs. You also get uh, you get points knocked off, and you can be banned from the gang if you run instead of walk, just like in Qzar. Interesting. Yeah, and you also have to wear elaborate headgear with a blinking light. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know and why a sensor vest. I don't know why the LAPD isn't just looking for people with the blinking light on their head. You know what I mean? Well, that be just, that would be profiling. If they just went up, what and, if you just want to wear a blinking light? You can't. Yeah, that's true. Profiling. That's true. Well, if you're in a group of people with a blinking light, don't you think that's a just cause? Yeah, you should. Ins- you should just. Those people should be shot. Mm-hmm. There's on no sight. doubt about it. On from sight. a helicopter. <laughs> from the LAPD helicopter. With a bomb gun. Why are there so many helicopters in this city, Jordan? I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, it's, well, there's the LAPD and then there's the news choppers. Uh-huh. Every news station, no matter how small, has a chopper. I feel like I'm in a war zone. There's so many helicopters. Yeah, a lot of choppers. I feel like it's. Do you think maybe Deion Sanders is going between his baseball games and football games? As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> that's the only reasonable use of a helicopter. That's, is yeah. Deion Sanders going because he has a football game and a baseball game on the same day? Factor. I don't know. Well, there's a lot more Jordan Jesse go to come. The rest of it, I promise, will not be live from uh, cattle auction. Ah, uh, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. I'm Jesse Thorne, and I'm Jordan Morris. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. Uh, We did top fives last week, and we sent out an APB to all of our pseudo-celebrity friends who who has a top five. We got two great top fives this week that we didn't run last week, so we wanted to share them with you. Let's start with Matt Walsh. You may know Matt Walsh from uh, The Daily Show or from his Comedy Central show, Dog Bites Man, or as a member of the Upright Citizens Brigade, or from being an anchorman in those different anchorman movies. Sure. Or hardware commercials. He does hardware commercials sometimes. <laughs> I've seen him do hardware commercials. Here's Matt Walsh's top five. Top five holidays. My fifth favorite holiday is the Oscars. Um, I love watching the Oscars and making money, picking um, bad movies that will win. Uh, my fourth favorite holiday is Christmas. Um, I like the snow, and Christmas also means New Year's Day and uh, tournament football, basically the Rose Bowl and uh, the BCFF championship uh my third favorite holiday is tour de france i really enjoy that especially when lance was out there now that lance is gone uh it's a toss-up between tour de france and last day of school which i don't really get to celebrate anymore because uh i'm no longer in school my second favorite holiday is the super bowl um again great menu there's football and my first favorite holiday my all-time favorite holiday is of course the best uh no holds barred thanksgiving um, no presents, great food, little family, and football. And again, there's football usually Dallas or the Giants. Uh, not the Giants, the Lions, that's it. But uh, those are my top five. And uh, next time I call in, maybe I'll uh, give you my top five favorite snow dogs. The uh, Huskies from the movie Snow Dog. A surprisingly sincere top five list from Matt Walsh. Yeah. He seems to be confusing holidays with sporting events. <laughs> It's nice. He likes different. He distinguishes between the snow dogs and the movie Snow Dogs too. Yeah, 
thought that was nice of him. I am. What's it's your a favorite subtle movie? What's your favorite holiday, Jordan? I, you know, I I feel like mo- for most of my life it was Halloween, but uh, I've been I don't know. Halloween's been been a little lackluster the past couple of years. I don't know why. Maybe it's that like weird, like it's kind of that same pressure that accompanies New Year's Eve. It's like that weird pressure to like go out and have this great time, you know, and then like parking's terrible and people are in a bad mood and stuff. Um, so yeah, Halloween has slipped a couple of notches. Um, yeah, Christmas was great this year. I mean, you know, I guess, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of the obvious answer. I'd like to be a little more interesting, but I, I had uh, a really nice time with fam doing family stuff. And yeah, it was great. It was pretty intense, but I was really happy with it. We had a roast. Oh, a roast for Christmas. Yeah. Huh? Christmas. Not a fatted duck. No, we usually not a, have a not fatted, not a fatted duck. duck. Uh, not a usually, Chris, we didn't have a Christmas goose. Usually game hens, don't you? Yeah, you Cornish game hens. have Cornish game you know, hens. Sugared plums. Yeah. I, if you count last day of school as a holiday, mm-hmm. then I think that that's even better than Christmas to me it, as a child. Yeah, no, last day of school is a big, it's huge. I mean, can you... I, yeah, there's that unique last, like, I mean, and that feeling continues and it escalates. So it's like when you wake up, you're like, last day of school, boom. And then it continues, just escalates through the day. There Maybe there's a popcorn party involved. Oh, God. You get to watch a movie in class yeah. usually. And it's like I haven't – yeah, I, I can't think of anything that replicates that feeling in my life so far. Like day before you get fired or something like that. Yeah, you know? it just doesn't – day you start collecting unemployment insurance. Yeah, yeah. It's There's nothing – there's no – like I'll probably never have that feeling again. Yeah, it's a it's a tough situation being a grown up. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Hello, everybody. Jimmy Pardo, alongside the former third baseman Michael Glenn Schmidt, and the producer Matt Belknap from the very popular podcast Never Not Funny. Uh, here is our top five. We've chosen the top five ailments that Jimmy Pardo has had in 2006. Schmidt, kick it off. Uh, I'm going to go with bronchitis for my five. Bronchitis number five. comes in at number five. Matthew, number four. Uh, I'm going to go sinitis. 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 N- lesser known. You can't ride my itis train. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the lesser known itis. On the board. <laughs> Guys, at three, I'm going to go dislocated rib at three. Dislocated rib. And not actually a disease. More of a condition or something. More of a condition or ailment. I did say ailment. That's true. It's an ailment. So that's three dislocated rib. I'm also going to give you number two right now. Pleurisy. Oh, that's right. I remember that. I, you're the, the only man in America to get it this year. <laughs> uh, hey, pleurisy. <laughs> and Schmitty, come and get it number one, sir. Uh, number one, not really a disease, uh, more of an affliction, but something you have a lot. Uh, recurring torn quad. <laughs> <laughs> you, of course, remember recurring torn quad. They opened up for Quiet Riot back in 70. <laughs> yeah, fantastic show. Come on, feel the quads, I think was the big hit. Yeah, I yeah. believe it was, yeah, Schmitty. Saw that in the quad cities. You did not, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I think legally you're on a quad jokes. <laughs> Yeah. Legally? I'm out. You're out. <laughs> uh, on behalf of the former third baseman, Michael Glenn Schmidt, the producer, Matt Belknap, I am Jimmy Pardo. We are Never Not Funny. Happy New Year, everybody. How do you like that, Jim? Our friend Jimmy Pardo, <laughs> celebrity great. podcaster Jimmy Pardo. Sure. He, he'll just make, I feel like he's he's inventing new diseases to get at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if, if people out there listen to the Jimmy Pardo Never Not Funny podcast. But yeah, the man uh, the man gets some bizarre diseases, things that you would only get on like a steamer. Yeah, exactly. On a steam journey to the new world. Right, yeah, through the heart of the Belgian Congo. Like that's <laughs> that's where he picks up his ailments. I was thinking, I, as I was thinking, I was thinking, should we do our top ailments of the year? And my top ailment of the year is unquestionably... Uh, abject terror at the prospect of contracting some sort of illness that requires me to go to the doctor for which I do not have insurance. <laughs> and mine is being a little stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go. You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Okay, so uh, we've talked about this, the poll that we did about who's sadder, but we got a top five list from a listener that I think will help us address the issue of wanting more of our personal lives in the program. Yeah, so this is a, this is a little test run. If you like this segment, then certainly encourage us to do more stuff like it. But if you don't like it, 
uh, also let us know, and uh, we'll we'll just talk about uh, DVDs or something. Uh, Benedict, a listener named Benedict, which, by the way, is a really sweet name. His, his email said Ben, but then he signed it Benedict, and nice. I was like, yes, touchdown. Awesome. Uh, send us this Where's top he from? Five. Do you think he's is he American, or is, this, is he, like, European? Are you thinking he's maybe Benedict Arnold? Maybe well, he might be Welsh. He could be Welsh. He's probably Welsh, don't you think? I'm going to say he's Welsh. He could be Lithuanian. <laughs> That's also an option. Um, anyway, so uh, he, he sent us this email. He said he, wa- he definitely wanted to hear more about our personal lives, and he wanted to give us a top five. So he gave us a top five list of subjects on which he would like to hear our thoughts. Okay? Okay. Uh, number five, wet or dry shave? What do you think, Jordan? Uh, I shave in the shower. I shave in the shower too, Jordan. Nice. Shaving in the shower is really the number one way to shave. There's really no question about it. It's a dramatically it's great. better yeah. way to shave. It's totally great. Do you use one of those 10,000 blade razors? You use disposables or an electric? Uh, I use. Uh, I just use disposables, just Rite Aid brand disposables. Sometimes I, Target brand, depending on where I've shopped, but I, yeah. I got one of those bunch of blade razors, and I really mm-hmm. like its performance. Interesting. It's a little steep is on the for the cartridges. Something? It's a mock something. I, it's like Mach four, or is that something Mach four, Mach three? There's a mock in there, is what it's, you're saying. Yeah, it's a mock brand razor. And yeah, and you know, and I, I've used those uh, a few times. I think I've got, I've gotten them as gifts right. usually, and um, I mean, it's great. No denying that it's great, but I mean, my uh, miserly tendencies prevent prevent me from buying them. Well, you know what I do is I'll just you have one cartridge and I'll just use it for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's worth still works. You don't grow good. a thick beard though. I don't grow a thick beard. Yours is much. Your your beard is much thicker than mine. Yeah. Mine, I have one of the interesting things about my facial hair is it has sort of the, um, the inconvenience to be uh, uh, not thick enough to actually grow anything, mm-hmm. uh, but much too dark to not shave regularly. <laughs> yeah. So like when I don't shave, I look like a, a combination hobo 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you can you could grow the bad junior high mustache really easily. Yeah, I've thought about it for for novelty's sake, and um, sometimes when I'm like not seeing anyone, which is pretty much my whole life since I'm pretty much just sit here at this computer, mm-hmm. I um, I'll, I'll just not shave for a week and then uh, shave it into a series of shapes that amuse me. Yeah, um, it's a really pathetic hobby, isn't it? Yeah, no wonder I'm the sad one. Um, so that's is that I, how the poll came out? You're sadder. N- uh, you, yes, well, we dealt with that on an earlier segment. Oh, right. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk about it more in the past. Okay. Um, so definitely shower shave. Do you use uh, some kind of a, a foam or a, a balm? Uh, yeah, I use a, I use a foam, uh, Colgate or Barbasol. My girlfriend got me this. Um, she uses this kind of expensive face care system of some kind, and she got me the... <laughs> the shaving stuff of the face care system. It's a bottle that's maybe like a three-ounce bottle made of stainless steel. Wow. Which I like about it. That's yeah. what I like about it. No, things made of stainless steel are handsome. And They're- you're supposed to use only a couple of drops of this stuff, and it's like, uh, it's really slippery. Okay. It's like a super slippery thing. Mm-hmm. And I used it, and it's kind of weird. It's like, I don't know if I liked it or not. And I looked at what it was, and you know what it is? It's silicone lube for your face. Wow. It's basically just putting lube on your face. <laughs> You're lubing up your face. Lubing up your face. To shave it. Hmm. That's what I use. But definitely shaving in the definitely shaving in the shower is the way to go. If you if you don't do that then you're completely a fool. Okay, number 4. How much do you pay for haircuts? I pay $45 plus tip. It makes me feel good. But am I a yuppie? That's Jordan? Benedict speaking. That's Benedict speaking. Uh well, here we go. Uh Laying all my cards on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been several years since I've had a professional haircut. Uh, my mom does it. Your mom my cuts mom your hair. My mom cuts my hair. Uh, I'm 24 years old. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she cut it all throughout high school. And then in college, uh, just when I came home from college, which was, you know, three or four times a year, uh, I would get my, you know, haircut then. And uh, I, now I live close enough. To where when I need a haircut, I can just drive down. Now, when you say you live close enough, you live, what, like a solid hour? Yeah, it's an hour. But, I mean, I wouldn't go just for the haircut. I would go to visit. I have, you know, friends who live in Orange County. It wouldn't just be I get the haircut and then drive back. 
you know, because <laughs> you just I'm, call I'm and make an appointment with your mom. Of habit. Uh, I'm like, yeah, mom, pencil me in for for Sunday. A miserly creature, George. Yes, a miserly, an creature. extraordinarily miserly creature. But I mean, you know, I I go to visit for other reasons, and usually I can slip a haircut in. You can get somebody to to do whatever your mom can do to your hair for eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, but. Then you don't get that special bonding time. Yeah, no, it is. Does it's your nice. mom shampoo your hair as well? No, uh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll I'll shampoo it and then uh-huh. and we'll sit down and uh, you know we'll sit we'll turn on Project Runway or the Food Network, uh-huh. something my mom likes to watch. And right. uh, yeah, I mean it is. It's nice. Does she cut it with a scissor or a razor? Scissor. A scissor. Does she do a good job? Well, you tell me. <laughs> You're looking at it. Well, she she certainly shortens it. Yes, she definitely cuts the hair with scissors. I'm in the middle of a haircutting crisis because basically my haircuts had come from the same guy that uh, had a, had just had a salon on my street that ended up becoming a family friend. Mm-hmm. So I've been getting the haircuts from the same person since I was five. Yeah, something like that. And uh, he does he gives a you know like a seventy five dollar haircut. He still charges me what he charged me when I was like fourteen. So I, you know, he ends up I end up paying him like thirty dollars or something like that. Yeah. So what? I don't. I mean, I keep in mind I've I've had very few professional haircuts in my life. But what? Like, what is a seventy five dollar haircut? Like, what goes into that that wouldn't go into? There's a lot more snipping. Okay. It's I don't understand what the snipping is. How it how and it and it comes out a lot better. Okay. I think what it is is you get you. Your hair, you have a lot of hair. And Jordan, I think this would maybe be less the case for your hair because you have such curly hair, mm-hmm. you know, that you have a lot of volume to your hair no matter what it's going to look. No ma- so no matter what, it's going to look relatively similar. I mean, unless you get like a high top fade. <laughs> right, right, you know which I've I mean? been considering. So it, your hair, I think, to a certain extent is either shorter or longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like for somebody with straight hair like me, you know, you get you get kind of levels and, and layers. And, and if you get a if I get a lot of times if I went to like a supercuts or something like that, which I have, what you end up with is just kind of like a really harsh haircut. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. Like a really just like a layer on top and then a different... I've been to Supercuts a few times and it's it's been unpleasant. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I went to this hipster uh, barber shop on Sunset here in Los Angeles just because I was like driving down the street and I really needed a haircut. And I saw the place and I'm like, man, that's going to be annoying, but it says $21 on the outside and yeah. I bet they won't do a bad job. And it worked out pretty good. Wait, where where was this barbershop? This is this hipster barbershop on on Sunset Boulevard here in Los Angeles. Okay, and um, it's not on Sunset Boulevard in like the Sunset Strip part. Right, of Sunset this isn't Boulevard. next to Boulevard. Saddle Ranch. No, this is like the kind of place where somebody that lives in uh, uh, yeah. Silver Lake gotcha. goes to. You okay. know, what I'm I think saying? I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, so is I it, is it near the Vista Movie Theater? Yeah, it is right okay. near the Vista I've, Movie I've Theater. I've considered going there, but. And, um, you know, like it, it's more than it would cost if I went to Supercuts or something like that. Right. But it is still less than if I got a real salon haircut. Mm-hmm. They don't do a shampoo or anything. Uh, so that's too bad. But the, I've gone twice now and they've done a pretty good job. Part of the deal for me is that I've decided to make this transition in my life to having short hair all the time to the extent that I can. Right. Because otherwise I look really bald. You look like a baldo. Exactly. And the shorter the hair is, the more it looks like I have control over my hair. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm exerting some kind of authority over my hair. Um, yes. Uh, well, hey, maybe maybe we can do this. Maybe we can take a picture of our hair. Uh-huh. And put it and put it on the blog, and if people have hair advice for us, maybe someone who knows more about hair. That's a great idea. Well, in fact, and, we'll put it in the new Flickr group. How about that? Great. And um, and if someone is out there listening who lives in LA and knows a place, I should maybe try and get my first professional haircut in you know eight years. We if can they even have any suggestions. We could even raise money so that you don't have to pay for it. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could PayPal it or something. Um, and yeah, and then this is kind of a bigger issue for me it was something i was thinking about recently and i haven't is how you don't like people to touch you <laughs> no no i'm 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 fine with touching um i mean i've always i've never i think i've been maybe neglecting uh like growing the fuck up a little bit <laughs> and i always like and i've been like and i haven't thought a lot you about you mean it. just because just because you uh sit around your house all day playing video games you don't have any furniture in your house you don't know how to cook anything and yes. your mother cuts your hair <laughs> yeah i mean i've always like i think i've been putting it off because like i felt pretty good about it i'm like well 
you know, I, I don't live with my parents, right? Which, which, true. which a lot of my my friends do. And you never like went back. You never went back and lived with your parents. Yeah, you? very, I mean, very briefly after. I mean, you know, like I pay my bills on time. I don't have a lot of like crazy credit card debt. Um, you, you, you know, a, you have a good car. Yeah, I have a, a reliable auto, mm-hmm. and so I like think that. You know, and so maybe I, I, I'm like, well, I'm fine. You know, you're I, able to dress yourself consistently, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, and so I like haven't been thinking a lot about like, like, well, maybe you need to grow the fuck up. No you're, drinking you're problem. Twenty four. Yeah, no drinking problem. I don't. You know, like I don't blow all my money on pot and you know things things that you you attribute to like the arrested development. You know, right. m- guy in his mid twenties. Exactly. Um, but then I've been. You know, I only. <laughs> you know, I only recently bought a bed frame. <laughs> uh and yeah maybe you did, like you had a you did have a floor bed for a really long yeah, time i had a floor bed for two years yeah um and and, and before wh- that it was a futon i think and just to clarify it, it's you didn't have a floor bed because you were a starving artist you had a, a job that afforded you what would be considered a middle-class income for a person of your age right right uh yeah and so maybe i should like at this point, I've been thinking about it in regards to like in a lot of you know in in regards to like you know going to you know like going to a grown up party and not sounding like a weirdo or like <laughs> you know or like dating uh you know like a you know like you know God forbid a, a woman would come over and then you know and sees my you know like like a thirteen year old the put fact it together. that you don't have a like a a piece of furniture in which your clothing is stored yeah yeah and um yeah so maybe i've been just sitting around i've been resting on my laurels like i haven't been uh-huh. growing the fuck up when maybe i should have maybe i should go you know get a professional haircut and uh i don't know what else i would do like what do i what would i do in place of video games i guess Gosh, what? I don't know. What do grown-ups do? In lieu of that. All I do is dick around on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I could. Um, you could take up reading. You were a literature major in college. Jordan. I was. And have, I, you read I any, think, have you read any books since college? Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I feel good about the reading that I do. I okay. feel like I do. You know, I, I love to visit the public library. That's a favorite uh-huh. thing of mine. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, maybe I could, you know, like a sport or... I would like to join a social club. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're not at the point in, in our growing well, to fuck up like, process. Do we like play backgammon? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, what do we do at the social club? At this, I don't know. I I would sit in a club chair. Okay. A leather club chair. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. There would be wood paneling mm-hmm. of some kind. Maybe I would, a mounted uh, deer's head or something. Like perhaps a, I would be able. I would be able to order something. Mm-hmm. Now I don't drink, so I'm a not. Sherry. I, I haven't decided what I would what I would order exactly. Yeah, maybe because I mean, I guess if it was me, you know, I'd probably end up ordering a, a Shirley Temple. Do you do you worry that your non drinking is oh is absolutely something about arrest? Do you like worry that maybe do you feel like you should grow the like? I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not criticizing that choice. I actually think it's a fine choice, but I'm just saying. Do you? I agree. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about, and the answer is yes, <laughs> because there's no civilized way. Like it was, it was relatively easy. Like uh, people, you know, you always like watch movies in high school about how hard it is to avoid peer pressure, right? Right. And I feel like if you have a, if you have a sense of yourself and like you're not in a really bad situation, like it actually isn't that hard to avoid peer pressure, right? Like I had plenty of friends in high school and was totally not a giant nerd, and I never drank in high school. Like it wasn't a yeah. big deal. But um, like definitely now, like what am I supposed to do at a bar? Yeah, like if I yeah. go to a bar, like I have no reason to be there, and it's really awkward. Yeah, and going to a bar is what people mostly do. It is, yeah. People do go. I to mean, them. people like people will tell people will say, "Well, you know, you can just order a ginger ale, and it'll be." But no, you can't really. Yeah, no. I mean, it, you do feel weird. It's totally, it's totally awkward and weird. And what's awful about it is that even if you come to terms with it. Uh, it will make the other people with you uncomfortable. Like there are many, many, many people who, if they are, if they're drinking, um, they can't handle the idea that one of the other people there is not drinking. Yeah, uh, it just makes them feel like that person is secretly judging them or something. <laughs> Which I am, of course, but well, not related to the alcohol. No, it's the clothes it's, they're wearing and yeah. the movies they like. Yeah, it's just because I'm a judgmental <laughs> asshole. 
doesn't have anything to do with their it's drinking. Ba- <laughs> You're judging their like of Beck. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, while I am feel good at a bar at this point, feel okay, and I can do a you know I can do a pretty good job at it. Um, last night, um, uh, my my housemate invited me to go with her and, and friends to a uh, Hollywood club. Uh huh. <laughs> um, which isn't something that I have mastered yet, and you know, like it was, and they, you know, they were all talking about it, and this was probably something I should have done. Like it would was you this know, like a dance club or like a lounge club? Uh, this is a. I was told that the DJs there were going to be really good. Oh, okay. There were some really good DJs. And you know, if if we know anything about your uh, housemate, Lauren, who was on this show on episode two, uh, it's that she would know what a good DJ is. Well, yeah, I mean, it's something that she and like other people I know do really regularly is go to a Hollywood club. But just the thought of, I mean, the miserly thing uh, entered into it because I'm like, $15 to get in and 10 bucks a drink, you know, right. it's a $50 evening. Um that's what my miserly impulse sounds like. Right. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't bring my. And I kind of wanted to. She, you know, she she has, she, you know, kind of cute, she's a, cute she's friends. A real, real pretty lady. Probably has real good looking sure. friends. And yeah, I should. And you know, it might have. I I would be out. I wouldn't. This wouldn't. This isn't something Xbox related that I'm doing. Like it would have been healthy. And I have I have this fifty bucks to spend on an evening out too. Right. It's if, not, if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I I, I met you at, at UCB, which was a very fun night. But I mean, well within my comfort zone. Like when, if I ever, if if God forbid, you know, my uh, girlfriend ever broke up with me, mm-hmm. I don't have any idea how I would find a new girlfriend. <laughs> what do you do? How do like, you talk to a beg, woman? Beg for a girlfriend on my radio show, or I have no idea how I would. Because what am I supposed to? Where is the context in which I like the quilting yeah. club or something? Like, am I going to meet a new girlfriend at church? Yeah, the singles ministry. Exactly. I yeah, I'm th- just kind of hanging around. Maybe some EB sort of games until one walks in. Jewish singles club or something yeah. like that. Okay, question number three, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Ben. I have a dog. Her name is Junebug. No, not that movie, Junebug, just to clarify, he says. Do you have any dogs? Please give an oral history of uh, the pets you've had in your life. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, quickly. Okay. Hamster. Uh-huh. Hulkster was his name. <laughs> his name was Hulkster. <laughs> I thought it would be a little... A little presumptuous to name him Hulk Hogan, right. the hamster. <laughs> right. So Hulkster. Oh, so was the, the, so. W- w- did you see it as just an expression of Hulkster's nickname, Hulkster, or a combination of Hulk and hamster? Or uh, both? I don't remember what my rationale was. I uh-huh. mean, I just remember that I liked wrestling at that point. Okay, good. And uh, yeah, Hulkster, uh, parakeet, zapper, uh-huh. zapper. Mm-hmm. Why zapper? Uh, again, no. Did you like the parakeet? Most people don't like their bird after yeah, that. Yeah, I liked the parakeet. Parakeet oh, yeah? was great. Fly around, sit on your finger, What's eat a seed bell. What's okay. not to like? There you go. Okay. Yeah, parakeet was great. I have nothing but fond memories of Zapper. And he got out and flew away. Um, so my mom told me. Probably died in the cage. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, cat, Lucky. Uh-huh. Good cat, solid cat. Probably ate Zapper. <laughs> Maybe ate Zapper, now that I think of it. And uh, only recently, um, uh, our dog Robbie died. Oh, was is this your dog that had been lived that had from your childhood? Yeah, this was my childhood dog. He was a, a schnauzer, a miniature schnauzer. Great dog. Uh, ran around, uh, barked at his reflection in the pool. <laughs> Solid dog. Uh, and yes, recently he uh, he got he got to get uh, put down. I had my uh, my parents divorced when I was three. Mm-hmm. And my dad could never take care of a pet in a million, billion, quadrillion years. And I think... Too crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, and we can talk about the one pet he ended up getting uh, later on. But my mom just is really maternal. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't there half of the time. And so I think she really pushed for pets. She had this dog called Sugar Bear when I was a baby. <laughs> and uh, Sugar Bear, she insisted that Sugar Bear could talk. <laughs> and you know what? Like... Honestly, I don't think there is – like I think if you made a list of the things that my parents agree uh, on, you know, I I think it would be a very short 
list, okay? Mm-hmm. It would include, it would be James Brown. They both love James Brown. They both love me. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, my dad agrees with my mom that Sugar Bear could talk. <laughs> what Which, could Sugar Bear say? Was it like the standard talking to, like, I love you? and Or I'm hungry. But you should hear my mom does an impression of Sugar Bear. And I don't remember, I remember Sugar Bear the dog vaguely, but I certainly don't remember Sugar Bear talking. And uh, her impression of Sugar Bear talking is like, (laughs) and that's words to her. I don't understand how she gets from that to words. But what's weird is my dad is literally the most, probably the single most rational person in the world. Like he hates the idea of unrationality. I think it's related to his post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. So he, but he agrees. He's like, (laughs) you know, know, Jesse, your mother always said that that dog could talk. And I think she was right. (laughs) (laughs) So that was that dog. Then we had a dog named Sonoma that was just like a regular dog. Uh, not, not a, not a, no talking, no, no talking or anything. And, uh, that dog was too sheep doggy and we lived in the city and, uh, my mom kept getting tickets for, uh, it running, being off leash, ah. but it wouldn't not be off leash. And there's no dog parks at the time. Yeah. So, uh, she actually gave it to her dental hygienist when I was about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I later had to like do an investigation in my mind. Did she actually give it to her dental hygienist or did it die? Yeah. But I, she actually did give it to okay, a dental hygienist, I'm pretty sure. You saw the dog handoff. Exactly. Um, so that was, uh, that was something, uh, that was another pet. But then after, after that dog, I had started having pets. That was when I was about eight or something like that. I had newts, frogs, lizards, two rabbits, Miss Bunny and Harold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had... Um, Gosh, what else did I have besides? I had well, I had fish. My dad actually had some fish for a while mm-hmm. there, but he never cleaned the tank, so they died. Um, I had fish. I had many hamsters. Um, at one point, I took a hamster over to my dad's house because my mom was on vacation; she couldn't take care of it when I wasn't at her house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got out of the cage. My dad stepped on it, crushed it, and killed it uh, in his uh, sock foot. Um, that's something we can talk about in, on a future episode. I sure. don't feel like unpacking that right now. No. Um, and I had this extensive series of pets, but the problem, anoles, I had two anoles. I don't even know what that is. It's like a kind of lizard. It's sort of like a chameleon. It's sort of like a chameleon or something. Hmm. It's like a little tiny chameleon. Um, but yeah, I I really like those green pets. Yeah. Those little slippery slidey ones. (laughs) I had one frog, uh, called Boudreaux's Boudreaux's Froggy that got out of its frog cage. Mm -hmm. This was when I was maybe like 13 and, uh, we lost it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, until my mother found it like two years later desiccated in the closet. Oh, geez. Isn't that horrifying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had some really <clears throat> sweet turtles as well, some really nice turtles. Oh, good. They were, they were a bunch of little honeys. You know, uh, now, I have, now it's just me and Teresa and Nutsy. <laughs> and Nutsy is a taxidermied squirrel. Teresa really wants to get a, a dog, but I think it's just because she wants to have a baby. Ah, you know what I mean? Not that she rationally wants to have a baby, right? But there's some sort of primal yeah, thing I think in this, her brain. I think it's some somehow related to the part of her brain that really wants to watch Sex in the City. <laughs> right? Those are the lobes are next to each other. Yeah, the Sex in the City lobe and the Let's Get a Puppy lobe. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I I told Teresa like I like dogs. I I could care honestly. Like I'm not one of these people that hates cats, but like I don't understand really why anybody would want to have that. It seems like a hassle to me. Yeah, because it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> uh, but I would have a dog in the house. That sounds like fun. But I don't want to take care of a dog. Yeah, you know I don't want to hey, clean up would, its poop. It's a pretty small house. Uh, yeah, and you know I don't want all the dogs. I mean, the dog gets hair on everything. That's what I really don't. You know, I mean, as you know, Jordan, I'm I'm emotionally invested in my clothes right and i would hate to be covered in hair all the time well when you have a small house and a dog it's like i was over at a friend's house recently and they they think they were going they were like going somewhere they were like going on a trip and i was like talking to them and you know they have a small house with a dog and just like talking about the trip and you know catching up before they leave was rendered nigh impossible because the dog was like we had to just pay attention to the dog like so i mean if you have one unless it's you know some sort of docile sleepy dog that's uh, a kind of dog i'll tell you the dog rules the conversation you want to know what kind of dog i like very old dog 
Yeah. That's my favorite kind of dog. Like, Teresa will feel kind of bad for the dog, but I just love him. He's kind of tottering around. You know that kind? He can only go really slow, and then he just comes up to you and kind of pokes you with his nose. Yeah. Pet him a little bit, or not. Yeah, and then he just goes to sleep. Or not. That's that's my favorite kind of dog. Yeah. Teresa's family has a sweet little dog called Cider that... uh, all it cares about is getting petted. Yeah. Sincerely, all it cares about. It will just is the sweetest dog in the world, and uh, really quiet and uh, uh, and nice, kind of a small dog. But it'll just come up to you and just bump you bump your leg with its nose uh, indefinitely until mm-hmm. you pet it. Just continuously until you pet it, like literally for like five minutes, just gently, not in an annoying way, except that it keeps going and going. Yeah, until you pet it, and she'll also like tap you with her foot like not scratch you just like tap you and nobody taught her this but just kind of go dink, 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 until you pet her nice one cool thing about that dog is if you bang on the floor like this mm-hmm. the dog just goes ape shit nice <laughs> and he runs around <laughs> sounds like a solid dog yeah it's a really it's a good dog it's a really good dog okay number two uh this is from ben harris's top five I'm vehemently opposed to circumcision. What's your take, Jordan? Uh, I'm circumcised, and it's been a pretty good ride so far. I'm uncircumcised, and I'm an ardent supporter of being uncircumcised. Well, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. (laughs) I'm a clean person, Jordan. No, you're not going to get some sort of penis infection. Exactly. Number one, let's talk colors. I'm an autumn. What about you? Uh, this is like what color you like to wear. and what... Yeah, I think this is what color you like to wear. Yeah, uh, I like a lot of browns and a lot of navy blues. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm probably, I like, a, uh, I like a rich red, like a brownish, an, like a autumnal, crimson. an autumnal red, a, sure. uh, like, a mar- like a rich, like maroon, a brownie maroon yeah. or a crimsony kind of color. That's what I usually uh, hmm. look best in. Although, you know, frankly, like if I... If I'm in, I'm, I'm only now learning to curb my impulse to buy uh, something that I like that uh, isn't going to look that great on me. Oh, so in the past you buy a lot of things knowing yeah. that it probably won't look good. Like I'll buy it and I and I just and, and it maybe it doesn't look good. Like some some kinds of red colors don't look good on me because they make me look you know a little bit too flushed or something like that. Yeah. And I've only recently learned to avoid that and stick with the stick with the kind of colors that actually do look good on me because mm-hmm. you really want to you know yeah you gotta look good you know, some kind of weird green color nobody looks good in that no you know what i mean but you kind of want it because it's kind of cool i mean you don't you don't care no i do no <laughs> not even not even a scrap not even a scrap well i thought that was a pretty good rundown of our personal lives yes i know so so i think that and that, and that's a good litmus test i think if you enjoyed that uh, you know, say so and we'll do more of it. And, and you know uh, what? If you have a question for us about our personal lives, sure. uh, we'll probably answer it's it. It's an easy segment. 206. It's an easy segment to do. 206-984-4-FUN is the number to call. Uh, I had the worst blockbuster experience like ever in history of all time ever. How, I mean, apart from blockbuster being kind of lame, how, how bad can an experience at blockbuster video? That's what you would, that's what you would think, Mm -hmm. Jordan. You would think that it would just be disappointing. It wouldn't be horrible. Yeah. You wouldn't think of a horrible experience. I think the worst thing that's happened to me in a blockbuster has been like having to listen so- to someone yell at their kid. Exactly. <laughs> like that's as bad as. I, okay, so it was New Year's Eve, and Teresa and I were in the Bay Area visiting our families for the holidays, and we were totally exhausted from visiting our families for the holidays, right? And um, we're, we're just like, you know what? We're not going to like go out on New Year's Eve. We didn't have the money to like buy $80 tickets to see Huey Lewis in the news or whatever it is that you do in San Francisco <laughs> on New Year's Eve. And so we just decided, you know, we'll just rent some movies and stay home and we might even go to bed before midnight. That's how dorky we are. So we go to the video store, like there's this video store in our neighborhood that's the kind of video store where they're kind of, they're kind of annoyed that you want, you might want help from them. Like it's kind of like an indie video store where, um, you know, they're always like watching, watching, you know, like, uh, naked lunch. Yeah. They're watching naked lunch and listening to the replacements at the same time. Um, 
And they were closing the door just as we got there. And we're like, oh, we just want to get something. They're like, sorry, we're closed. This was like 6.30 or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, Christ. So we went to the Blockbuster that's in the neighborhood, which I hadn't been to in many, many years. I mean, there was a time when Blockbuster opened and you were like, wow, Blockbuster is huge compared to the video stores that existed pre-Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. But we went into this Blockbuster. And first of all, first bad news, giant line. Second bad news, I live, I, my family lives in a moderately seedy neighborhood that's kind of on the, on the cusp of being either seedy or full of yuppies. Sort of been going through a, a transition. None of the yuppies were in the blockbuster. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. There was a number of drunk people in the line trying to rent videos. There's two people working there, okay? One is the manager, one is the person at the counter. And we, we go around, we pick some videos, we get in this line, there's maybe 12 people in the line, and they say, sorry, the credit card thing isn't working right now. So we're like, okay, we're just going to pay cash, you know? When we're like two people from the front of the line, something's weird is going on with their computers, it's taking forever. We were in line for like 20 minutes. When we're like two people from the front of the line, this man walks up to the counter, he wants to get these videos, but he doesn't have a card, right? So they ask him what his last name is or something to look him up, and they look him up. He's not in the system. They're, they're like, do, well, do you have an account here? And he says, no. And he looks kind of like Tommy Chong. <laughs> he looks kind of like a more bro, even more broken down Tommy Chong, you know, like a Tommy Chong without the residuals. You, from didn't, the, you didn't see what he was trying to rent, did you? I didn't see what he was trying well, to rent. I wish I could. If you see a crazy guy like that at Blockbuster, you should really take note of what he's renting. And they ask him, do you have an account? And he says, no, which is was weird because why were they making him look up? Why was he making them look him up if he doesn't have an account? And um, Maybe he just thought uh, that Blockbuster has every like American citizen in their database. <laughs> like at this point, it's just everybody's good to go. And um, so they're like, "Okay, well, do you want to sign up for an account?" And he's like, "Well, do I have to if I want to get if I want to get a rent a video?" And they're like, "Yeah, you you do." And he's like, "Okay," and he's like, "Well, sign." And then he goes, "Sign me up, I guess." And they're like, okay, well, you have to fill out this, you have to fill out this form. And he's like, oh, I can't fill out no form. And they're like, well, why can't you fill out a form? He's like, I don't have my glasses on. Now, I want to make it clear that he was wearing his glasses. <laughs> he means his form filling out glasses. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was wearing glasses, apparently the wrong glasses. And they're like, well, I can help you fill out the form. Now, mind you, there's two people at the counter, okay? Just to clarify, two people at the counter. By this time, the manager, who's the second person at the counter, has come over to help the first person. Mm -hmm. So everyone is dealing with this one Tommy Chong guy while there's 30 people in line to rent videos for Christmas, for New Year's Eve. So he says, oh, we'll help you fill it out. You just tell me what your name is and so on. And uh, then you just have to show me some ID and uh, give us a credit card and we can put you in the system. And he's like, no, credit card. <laughs> yeah, I imagine credit card's a tough one for this guy. And he goes, yeah, I don't have any ID. Not even the credit card. He claims <laughs> he doesn't have any ID with him. But what was insane about it, they're still helping this man. Just to clarify, there's 25 people in line. This guy is clearly trying to steal videos. He's trying to convince them to just give him Let these him videos take. exactly and they're still doing it and they ended up letting this guy rent videos without any id without but it took like 25 minutes at the blockbuster for this guy to like and it was like this guy's like a vagrant so the moral of the story is you can just and they what was amazing about it was it wasn't like they agreed they acquiesced to his points because they just wanted to help the other people in the line and they're just like mm-hmm. fine whatever we'll do whatever we have to do just get this guy out of the line like they couldn't wrap their minds around it like it was clear that you could see the gears working in their heads as they were talking to this guy they sincerely believed that he didn't have his glasses on, his his glasses with him, despite the fact that he was wearing his glasses. And they sincerely believed that he didn't have any identification of any kind, uh, but that he was, should be able to sign up for a Blockbuster card. Bizarre. Now, I have a Blockbuster account. They had to make a new one for me because I didn't have my card with me. <laughs>
I had to go through the whole same shit with this with these people just to rent. And you're a functioning member of society. Exactly. I'm clearly a functionally me- functional member of society. I may even have been wearing a necktie. <laughs> so what was this? What this whole ordeal? What was it to rent? This was to rent Big Love season one, disc one, and Forty Eight Hours, starring Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. <laughs> By the way, Nick Nolte, no more or less broken down in the film 48 Hours than Tommy Chong guy was at the Blockbuster video. That is an amazing movie. Have you ever seen 48 Hours? No, I never have. Here's my impression of 48 Hours. Eddie Murphy goes, why are you bop, 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 bop? And then Nick Nolte goes, <laughs> like that's the whole movie, and, but it's amazing. It's like the ultimate example of what makes Nick Nolte a, a Hollywood legend is really like all he does is look crazy and drunk and mumbly through the entire <laughs> film. And he's the protagonist, Eddie Murphy at the time. I don't think you were allowed to have a black guy be the main guy in a movie. And, uh, Nick Nolte just goes <laughs> through an entire film. Like every scene in the movie, he's drinking in it. And I think he was probably just actually drinking. I don't think it was some kind of stage drinking. They just turn the camera on and yeah, let him go. Exactly. They just they just work out an outline. You know, they figure out where they're going to shoot and what has to happen in the scene. They get Nick Nolte drunk <laughs> and just shove him out there. And they just push him out there. They put him behind the wheel of a car and see what happens. <laughs> Movie magic, apparently. Have you seen the Big Love TV show? No. It's the, I don't know about it. Yeah. This is what goes on. Doesn't in this. seem it doesn't seem interesting to me. This is what happens in this in this show. Um, there's uh, Bill Paxton mm-hmm. is the star of it, and he's he's magical. I mean, he's a movie star. You know what I mean? Right. You just want to kiss him or whatever. <laughs> you know, he's like a, he looks like a somehow looks like a combination of the world's most ordinary person and the world's most beautiful man. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? In that way that only a movie star can. Then he has these three wives. Then there's also these evil polygamists uh, oh. that have an evil, pol- evil polygamist compound in the desert. Okay. That's where he came from, but he split with the evil polygamist. But his parents still live too there. Too evil. They're too evil, exactly. And uh, he, one of his wife's parents is the boss of the evil polygamists. Okay. What makes them evil? Like what sets apart a regular, like a wholesome polygamist from an evil polygamist? That's like- one of the weaknesses of the program is they have to go so far out of their way to clarify which one is the evil polygamist and which one is just the regular Joe polygamist. It's that, yeah, because it seems like that's a tall order in itself. Is like having a main character that's into something that most of the country finds, you know, at the least really super weird. So like all of the whole like home life mm-hmm. is just about how normal and regular Bill Paxton is, right? Just over and over, he's like so normal, so regular, over and over and over how re- normal and regular like, he is. By the way, he's regular. Exactly. And um, then all they do, and then you know that they have the evil, evil polygamists just so you can hate some polygamist. Right. Given right. that you probably have some sort of revulsion when you think of the idea of polygamy. Right. But but what do they do that's evil? Or is it just evil music? comes by oh they them. do they put they may kill somebody i don't know they i okay. haven't gotten that far They're i'm only on episode four killing someone this is part of this program that's going on in my house jordan mm-hmm. which is that Teresa, my girlfriend Teresa, needs a new show to watch right because i you uh, gotta have a show to watch we don't have cable mm-hmm. and uh we don't really get that we live in a brick apartment building so we don't get particularly good tv reception so most of the tv shows we watch i download from the internet and mm-hmm. pay for of course Right. Um, and so most of the On shows... On iTunes. Exactly. I buy them from iTunes. And <laughs> it's, it's great watching a TV on an iPod. Exactly. You might have to cut this out of the podcast, but I was talking to Gene about like who would want, like who would possibly want to uh, watch a TV show on their iPod. And we figured out that the only comfortable way to watch a TV show on your iPod is to rest it against your erect penis. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, the big thing in my house is trying to figure out what show Teresa can watch when I'm not there. Right. Because I'm the only one who knows how to work it on the computer so you can watch it on the TV. Mm-hmm. And also, most of what we watch, we love to watch The Wire, for example. Sure. Which, if Teresa watched one when I wasn't there, I'd have to watch it when she wasn't there. And yeah. that would just get too That'd complicated. Because be you can't miss an episode of that because you're obsessed with it. And uh, Teresa had, to this point, she bought this velvet encased, this velvet and crystal encased edition of uh, every episode of Sex in the City. Okay. And, I didn't know it was encased in velvet. Yeah, it is. It's pink velvet and, uh, and uh, well, I mean, it's probably PVC or something, yeah, but a crystal case. Yeah. It's, she got like the deluxe every episode edition of this show. And uh, so she's been watching it. And I, tr- I tried to watch it at first, partly because I was interested in the nudity yeah. Uh, partly because I thought, you know, if people like it so much and it was on HBO, it, it can't have been that bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have a similar relationship to Sex in the City is that people that I uh, – like like people who I respect their tastes right. really like it. I'm – you know, it seems to be a show that's about, you know, characterization and writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to see a show that's about writing. And it seems like that's the kind of show that it is. But uh, – So I watched it. And I hate it. I really actively hate this show. (laughs) I want to punch every character. That's not true. There's one character on the show that I don't want to punch. That's the gay friend of uh, the main character, of Carrie, Mm -hmm. the main character. She has this gay friend that I don't want to punch. I'm not crazy about him. (laughs) He seems fine. I don't want to sock him in the mouth. But every other character on this program, my only reaction to them is that I want to sock them in the mouth, which is not normal for me. I'm not the kind of guy that goes around wanting to sock people in the mouth. No, uh uh-uh. You know what I mean? But I just want to say... You know what's weird is like when... It makes me really uncomfortable is like when people will have like violent reactions to like Paris Hilton or something like that. Like I, <laughs> you know, like I, I worked in this in this office uh, recently where there was a lot of like people were like really into like celebrity gossip and stuff like that. A lot of, you know, people who read Us Weekly, but, you know, tried to like excuse like, oh, it's my guilty pleasure. Like there was a lot of that going on in this office. And, you know, people would, like, you know, whatever Paris Hilton did was always a big topic of conversation. And, like, people were like, you know, it, it follows that regular, you know, route that those conversations usually follow. Like, oh, you know, did you hear that she did this? Why is she famous? Isn't America ridiculous? Blah, 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 blah. And it would lead – and then someone, the capper of the conversation would be someone like, man, i just like to fucking kill that bitch. And it's always like uh, you're like wait uh, wait a minute gee what I'm sorry excuse She's me like to kill her you'd like to what what excuse she me wish that bitch would die and yeah I don't know I think I get too involved in the television program I think if there's a, here's what I think if there's any feelings in a show I get way too involved in the feelings but if it's if they're not like perfectly executed. It just makes me angry. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. The feelings are a tough thing to deal with. Like if I will, if I watch, you know, like an action show or something like that, and I don't particularly have any interest in it, then the feelings are there's not enough feelings to get me engaged in the feelings element. Mm-hmm. But if I watch a show like Sex in the City where there's a lot of feelings, then all it ends up doing is just making me angry at the characters. Like <laughs> why are you doing? Like I have no, I don't get emotionally attached to the characters in the sense that I care about them. I get emotionally attached to them in the sense that they enrage me. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to be self-sabotaging. So there's, I think there's like, there's sort of these two questions that come out of this. Number one, my girlfriend has like four episodes of Sex in the City left. So we need a new television show that she can watch that hopefully I hate less than Sex in the City. But I don't like enough that I would feel bad if I missed it. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Something you can take or leave. And she likes shows with feelings because she's a girl. Right. So that's the question. You were saying that you watched, what did you think of the one option that I've thought of so far is that Veronica Mars, which I've never seen. Right. I've seen it once or twice and it is. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Do, yeah. do girls like that? I, girls, yeah. What I'm trying to think of what the the audience of Veronica Mars is. Yeah, I think it's girls and like, horny nerds uh, yeah i wasn't gonna say horny nerd but i mean that's 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 it in a nutshell <laughs> i was gonna say something else but 
Let me. I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna like describe the guy who likes Veronica Mars, I'm, and then ends up being horny nerd. I sincerely want to know what show she should watch. So if you're out there, as this goes double, if you're a girl who likes to watch shows with feelings, do not call and tell us that she should be watching Battlestar Galactica. I want to make that point clear. <laughs> um, but if you're a if you like shows with feelings, she liked Buffy, mm-hmm. but she mostly liked it because she had friends who liked it. Uh, when she was a freshman in college, so they would watch it all the time, and then she just kind of got hooked into like talking thing, about yeah. it and feeling about it, which I guess is why she likes Sex in the City because she'll freely admit to me, like if I'm getting upset about a character acting stupid, she doesn't disagree with me at all about the character's behavior, but she has some sort of this is a topic for a future program. I think mm-hmm. I think we're gonna bring we're gonna bring my girlfriend on Jordan Jesse Go. We're going to talk about why she likes Sex in the City, and we'll get we'll get one of her one of her other friends who likes Sex in the City, and we'll we'll give them a grilling, right? A friendly grilling, an inquis an, an inquisition, if you will, because we're going to be inquisitive. Yeah, not like a not like a waterboarding inquisition, though. We're not not one of those. No, not kinds. a waterboarding inquisition, but a potentially we won't give them the third degree, but potentially the second degree. Sure. You know about this topic, so there's so I think out of this grows two action items. Number one, if you like Sex in the City, call us and tell us why. Two zero six nine eight four for fun. Number two, if you and the the flip side of that one is if you hate Sex in the City, call us and tell us why at two zero six nine eight four for fun. If you're ambivalent about Sex in the City, you can call us and tell us why. Yeah. But I, it's always I, nice to hear from friends. Yeah, exactly. But um, and, and then the flip side of it is, what television program can my girlfriend, who's got good taste in stuff, generally speaking, but wants to have feelings? She's not going to watch Grey's Anatomy. She doesn't want to watch an all feelings show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a like a dumb show that's just about the feelings, mm-hmm. like a soap opera type show. But she does want some feelings. But at the same time, it has to be something that if she's, say, folding the laundry or something like that, I can go help her fold the laundry while she watches the show and I also and not watch have the that show. punch impulse. Exactly. Without, like, without my hair boiling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I kind of liked the guy from Northern Exposure on Sex in the City. <laughs> Fleshman? You know what I... Fleshman no, was not on Sex in the City. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from Northern Exposure is Fleischman. I realized I was trying to figure out why I had these positive feelings because Carrie goes through this series of boyfriends on the show. Mm -hmm. One of them is, uh, spoiler alert, the one she ends up with, Mr. Big. I never cared about him at all. He did nothing for me. Isn't that the guy that you feel like should be played by Patrick Warburton but isn't? (laughs) Like, God, why isn't this Patrick Warburton? Jordan, you think everything should be played by Patrick Warburton. Yes, that's true. But I mean, this especially. You, you, like, I feel like you, if you could recast any given, you know, entertainment property, yeah. your first move would be inserting <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Yeah, man. Look out. Look out, Hollywood. As soon as I'm at the top, I'm taking Mr. Warburton with me. Yeah. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> hey, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Hey, Batman 2. <laughs> Let's make a Patrick Warburton Batman movie. Yeah. It's way more hilarious than that Christian Bale Batman movie. That was hardly hilarious at all. Yeah, and you wouldn't have to there wouldn't have to be so much intercutting. Mhm. You could just go in tight on on Putty's face. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, Jimi Hendrix biopic." I'm in it. <laughs> Okay, so that's number one. So the, the two action items that grow out of this are uh, we need some we need ideas for what show Teresa can watch, and also your feelings about Sex in the City, positive or negative at two zero six nine eight four for fun, and we'll we'll deal with it next week. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Solid. Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse. I'm Jordan. So we are just about out of time. We'd like to thank the free design for uh, contributing our theme music, which is called Love You. Um, Here's our action items for this week's program. Number one, we have created a Flickr group 
Uh, and when I say we, I actually, we had nothing to do with it. A listener named Aaron from Canada, I mean, Aaron from Canada, not his literal name except for the Aaron part, but uh, Aaron, a listener from Canada, created the Flickr group. Aaron, comma, a Canadian. Exactly. Uh, created this Flickr group. Now, I don't know if you're on the Flickr. This is a website. It's very Web 2.0, user content, media-driven user-generated media, social networking, video on demand, Wi-Fi hotspot. Exactly. I think there's VOD. I call it VOD or or VOD. Um, Anyway, the Flickr group, the first thing, we're going to do projects on this Flickr group. That's Mm -hmm. what I decided. I would talk with Aaron about it a little bit. Our first project is pictures of people high-fiving. We ran a contest last year of pictures of people high-fiving on the blog. And seeing somebody high-five somebody is the greatest thing in history. Mm -hmm. So take pictures of yourself uh, high-fiving other people. Put them on the Flickr group. The Flickr group is at Flickr slash groups slash maximum fun picks. Okay, and there's a point system. We'll talk about the point system on next week's next week's show because I think we're going to have a high five contest. But if you start putting up pictures of yourself high fiving people, you're getting points without even realizing it. You're already you're already building up your reservoir of points, as it were. Okay, that's action item number one. Uh, number two, personal questions for Jesse and Jordan. We will answer any personal question. That we are comfortable answering. Yes, it's more easy than putting together a segment. Exactly. 206-984-4FUN. Ask us our opinion on something. Ask us some advice on some topic, etc., etc. Um, what show should my girlfriend watch? She, she, likes, uh, she likes Buffy. She likes uh, high-quality comedy, likes The Office a lot. Uh, likes uh, Sex in the City. So what show should, we, should, she, should she watch, given that uh, as much of TV nerds as we are relative to the American population, we're not girls, so we don't understand shows with feelings. Uh, number three, uh, haircut advice. We're going to put up a picture on the Sound of Young America message board entry for this uh, program and on the blog for this program of uh, our hairstyles. If you have advice for where Jordan should go for a haircut or what I should do about the fact that I'm going to go bald soon. God soon um then you can you can help us out in in that department uh also uh sex in the city do you like it do you love it do you hate it do you blog it (laughs) (laughs) call us and tell us what your feelings about about it are and why at 206-984-4fun and i especially want sex in the city defenders but if you hate Sex and the City as much as I do, then that's fine, too. If you're not sure what to make of it, like Jordan, then that's also great. 206-984-4-FUN. And, of course, there's the continuing action items all the time. If you want to play Would You Rather with us, um, if, you wanna, if you have a personal dispute that you'd like to be settled by Judge John Hodgman and uh, both, both parties in the dispute might be willing to, to go on the radio with us, um, if you want to review the show in iTunes, that's always great. If you want to dig the show on dig.com, vote for it on Podcast Alley. I don't even know if I've put it up on Podcast Alley. Hard to I don't say. even know. There was a time when people visited Podcast Alley. I think that might be over. I don't know. Something, something. If you want to suggest it to the Podfather, Adam Curry. <laughs> I'm so, I, we've never asked for these things that podcasters are always asking for. Don't do any of those things. Yeah. Review it in iTunes. That's a good thing yeah, to that's, do. That's a real place. Anyway, we'll be back next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go.